<laughs> You're giving it your best Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma the shit out of it. We can't leave that in the pod because we'll get cancelled. All right. Who's going to cancel us, Sam? Everybody. Should we do this? Yep. All right. Night Shift Football, episode 102. Here we are. Tommy's with me. No Cooper this week. Where is he? Nobody knows. It's mysterious. He's just gone. He showed up for a few episodes. He just wanted the glory of getting to 100, and then he's disappeared and backdoored on us, and um, he can't be contacted right now, so... Yeah, we can't even get in touch. I mean, I think it coincides with the uh, fringe starting, and I've got a good feeling he's got um, he's got some kind of show going on in the garden. Yeah, yeah. What sort of fringe show would uh, co-host Cooper be doing? He, uh, it's definitely a late night show. I think don't ah. don't bring your kids to it. Ah, remember 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 that show, Puppetry of the Penis. Oh yeah, it's nothing like that. <laughs> Okay, but it explains why he can't be with us late at night to record a pod. Um, oh well, we'll carry on with just the two of us. <laughs> oh well, oh well. Should we? We'll take it right back to last week because oh man, so much has fucking happened. I feel like I'm losing my voice here. Um, we'll go right back to the Champions League last Wednesday. Uh, we'll start with Milan Tottenham at the San Siro. Milan's first. Knockout Champions League game for a long, 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 long time. And they got away with the win in a pretty ordinary fixture. Got away with it or totally deserved? I think, uh, I think we were all on Milan's well, side mean they here got coming a, into this. I don't mean they got away with it as in they like got lucky. I think, that, you know, I just meant they, they came away with a 1-0 win. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was reading too much into it. My apologies. I thought, they okay. were good for their, I thought they were good for their victory. They were. I think Spurs threw up another, not insipid performance, but it was like less than inspired. Yep. They just they're not they're not playing for each other or the manager, and they don't they don't look like you know a Pochettino Spurs that got to the to the final by any means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was making a comment. I watched this game obviously, and um, I couldn't help but just wonder. Last time I watched Milan play knockout Champions League, it was like, you know, there were guys like. Uh, Nestor and shit involved. <laughs> like Kaka. Was it that long ago? Devchenko. Nah, they played Champions League. the year? Then, but, oh, okay. but that's just, they're the ones just I was famous. Like, like, that you think of, you know, they're the ones I grew up watching. Maldini. Seedorf. Maldini, uh, Gattuso, Ambrosini, Shevchenko. Yeah. And then the other day I was watching Rade Krunic and the Alex Awobi of the Serie A, which is Alexis Salamakers. Oh, brother. And it's all just really grim. And then you've that's, got this. That's so harsh. <laughs> Um, fair. Harsh Reflect fair. on what you've just said. Surely no. he's got an output better than a Wobie. Uh, wouldn't have thought, <sighs> wouldn't have thought much better. Um, and then Tottenham have this really good front three of Kulusevski, Kane and, uh, Son. And then behind them is just utter shit. Who's Oliver Skip? Who's Pape Sarr? Emerson Royale is crap. Eric Dyer's a dud. Christian Romero's, eh. And uh, it's just all very, very disappointing for a knockout James League fixture. Are you saying it wasn't the, the quality is not there? It's not deserving. I'm saying we move on to the PSG buying game. Okay. Do you think there's a wider thing here where like there are a certain amount of clubs that absorb all the talent, and then these fixtures, you know, 20 years ago, you you know, you would see the round of 16, and you see some exotic teams with some really good footballers playing great football. 
and now you just don't see it. You get so many of these games that just fizzle out. I mean, a little bit like the Bayern PSG game. Potentially, we might we might just be more aware of it because of our age. Whereas you know, you always you tend to look on back on stuff in like your teen years as being like the yeah. pinnacle of things. You know, so uh, there would there would have been plenty of dud teams getting around mm. at this point, but through the uh, gonna... through the Paul Thomas Anderson lens of <laughs> it's yellow fuzz. <laughs> It's not going to help if we add more teams to these competitions. But anyway, um, PSG lost to Bayern. I think, did we both predict Bayern wins? I reckon we picked this entire card. Did we? We picked Milan and Bayern wins? Yeah. All right. If we we did, I'm happy for it. I'm fairly certain we picked the card. Yeah. Did you catch this one? Uh, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, Sam. I didn't see it. Did I miss anything? Are you going to fill me in? Well, I was watching the Milan game, so... I guess oh. this probably would have been Cooper's game and he's not here. And he's not here to chat about it. Because yeah. who, who posted the, someone posted a status that you would rather be watching this game than the uh, Milan Tottenham game. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that refers to. Uh, that was me. Yeah. It was something along the lines of, you know, would you rather be watching like Messi and Neymar against like Sane and Goretzka? <laughs> or would you rather be watching Rade Krunic and <laughs> Pape Saar <laughs> or Oliver should, Skip? Should we, um, should we throw this one into the future series? And we'll watch the second leg and we'll come back with a better in-depth. We may watch the second leg. Well, I, I would like to watch Milan. But anyway, um, Bayern are probably a stronger team than PSG. I don't know what... PSG are just so mid-range, but like, I just don't know what to make of these guys. They're probably going to win Liga, but they're also probably. just... But, you know, there's a risk there as well. They're not entirely yeah. over the line yet. They're not, and they're not playing great football. Uh, Neymar went off injured over the weekend, conveniently in time for his sister's birthday again. Oh, um, we are going to get into that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Tell me your tell me your thoughts. He's watched too many. He's watched too many uh, red shoe videos, hasn't he? I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, there's some there's some bizarre things going on here. <laughs> Is there? How? I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of Reddit forums, uh, Reddit threads that are like dedicated to this kind of theory. We could deep dive into this one episode if we've got nothing to do. Well, you you can. Go on. We'll put it on the up late version on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, sure. Done. Um, unless you have anything else to say about PSG buying, even though I don't think we've said anything, but we're happy to blame this on Cooper not being here. I think so. Did you see PSG on the weekend? They did win, um, but I think at, at one point they were two and down and they, they came back and equalized late. I've got this tweet here. Inc- incredible scene, Sam. In Paris, as the technical director, Luis Campos, has left the stands and is currently shouting to his own players from the sideline with the manager behind him. Now, you have just recently taken your first steps into managerial Here we go. prospects. I, I imagine ED don't have a technical director, which is fine. No. But how, how would you feel if the club president in, you know, an important period in your managerial career was shouting from in front of you. He has walked in front of you, Sam. He's pushed you to one side and said, nope, you know what? I'm controlling this game now. I'm going to get this team to win. Uh, it would be a bit how you're going, but we're also amateurs, so it wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. At that kind of level, that seems a ridiculous thing to occur, and I can't believe it's happened. It Doesn't it just sum up where PSG are at the moment? Inconsistent in the league, inconsistent in the Champions League. They don't look anywhere nearer to winning the Champions League than they did five years ago, 10 years ago. This project, would you say, has failed if they don't get past this fixture? 
They need to win a Champions League for it to not have failed. Yeah, yeah but what's the time limit? Do you give it? Do you just give it an eternity for them to get this? Because it doesn't look like they'll qualify now. Um, no, nah, nah. Uh, this is it, I reckon. This they don't it. win it this year. It's been a failed thing. And like, congrats, you came in and won Liga and a few French Cups and stuff. But if you didn't get the Champions League, same with City, I reckon as well. Fuck them. They need to win a Champions League. <laughs> it's a good point. Pep's been there for ages now. Yeah, do it. You've had all this money for ages. You've got two 11s to put out on the field. Go fucking win the Champions League. Do it, you dogs. I wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. All right, there were some more fixtures, weren't there? Yeah, Thursday morning, uh, Borussia Dortmund beat Chelsea. Chelsea just cannot catch a break at the, mo- at the moment. And Dortmund are in form. Adeyemi scored the winner in the 63rd minute. There was, oh, how many was there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yellow cards in this game. Yeah, um, color cheddars. Love that. And just another another week that goes by with Chelsea getting some poor results. And now they need a they, they need something magical to turn it around, I'd say, the bridge. What do you think? Uh, are Dorman going to come in, sit in deep, play on the break, 4-1-4-1? Beautiful way to defend against, you know, a team that wants to hold the ball at the back. It just it kind of sets up for a Dortman masterclass 1-0 again, doesn't it? A little bit. I don't know if Dorman are good enough to defend the lead. You know, so they do need to go out and probably try and get on the ball and get try on the attack. But um, yeah. I, I, Chelsea can't seem to be able to buy a goal, so I don't know if I'd bother trying. Southampton managed to keep a clean sheet, so surely uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sula and Schlotterbeck, Schlotterbeck can manage it. Yeah. It was classic. Cooper called me out on this as well. He performed one of the almighty um, last-ditch central defensive challenges uh, to, to stop one of the Chelsea attacks early in the game. And it was it was a feature of the game throughout. Uh, Dorman just they look more organized and more structured, and that it speaks so much against a team like Chelsea, which is kind of like a Harlem Globetrotter kind of team, because it's like let's just get in all of these expensive stars, and we'll give it to an inexperienced Super League manager. I'll say a guy that doesn't he's never had to deal with this kind of dressing room, I suppose, or yeah. you know the concept of having thirty five players and needing to cull twenty of them in a in a first team squad. Yeah. But that's that's nuts to manage that kind of stuff in the change room. Um, so they, it, it's no surprise to me they can't get a performance out of them. Yeah, they've got. I guess we'll, we'll just quickly do it now, though. I guess they're losing to Southampton on the weekend, and I just can't help but think this guy, like Dudrick, <laughs> Mudrick, <laughs> Dudrick, um, had that stat where he came on and lost the ball twenty times in forty minutes when he came on, and like, it's wild. It, what's he the, doing? I can't remember if I said it last week, but I just had this thought that the owner thinks he's playing FIFA or something where you can just sign whoever you want and it will just work. And they just plug in like a Lego piece. And that's just not how football no. works. It's not how people in general work. Oh. Even on FIFA, when I do that kind of thing, I feel that pang of <laughs> uh, like disassociation from reality. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is where it's actually a game and not for real life because it would never work. And we're yep. literally seeing it because, like, how is it possible to have two wins in 15 Premier League games after you've spent 600 million pounds? Yeah. Um, a little more on Dortmund later because they've stormed to equal top of the Bundesliga. We'll get to that. Uh, the other Champions League game uh, was Club Brugge uh, losing at home 2-0 to Benfica. I don't know if you saw any of this one. It's it's hard with the Champions League. You only watch one game at a time. Um, exactly. And usually so I'm I... asleep during these ungodly hours during the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it definitely wasn't going to be the Benfica game. 
No, unfortunately not. I'm the night shift guy. I'm true to night shift. Uh, look, I'm just, I'm glad that we put some more faith into our Portuguese counterparts after writing them off last season because they came through and uh, classic. We, we wrote the card. We should have put a bet on. That's what it comes down to. We're better at picking the Champions League than we gave ourselves credit for. Mm, I, if, I'll have to take your word for it. I can't remember anything I said last week, so um, <laughs> we'll roll with it. And if not, we'll just we'll blame Cooper. He's not You've here been to defend himself. Microdosing acid again, haven't you, Sam? Yeah, that's what I, I always do. feel. I always feel like the best podcaster when you do that, though. Yeah, that's that's why. That's what I do on my Tuesday and Monday nights. Look, don't we all? It's inspiration. Premier League was also on Thursday morning. Uh, a Champions League clash, as in of it clashed, clashed with the Champions League, is what I mean by that. Arsenal won, Man City three. The wheels were falling off the Arsenal wagon. City turned it on and did their thing, mainly in the second half. I'm guessing you didn't catch any of this one either. Uh, you would be wise to assume so. Mm. <laughs> I'll take you through it. First half, uh, fairly even battle. Both sides, you know, Arsenal had their fair chunk of the ball. Um, City grew into it. Tommy Yasu. The Arsenal right back, who I was very surprised started. He started over Ben White, who Ben White has played a lot of football at right back this season in place of Tommy Asu while he was injured. So I thought it was a, a strange inclusion. Nonetheless, Tommy Asu gives away the ball very poorly, and De Bruyne slots it for one nil. Arsenal. That is. If, can I just it interject quickly? That is Go. the only problem area in the Arsenal first eleven is right back. Do you think so? I think so. I think it's odd that you would have Ben White being the prominent cover for a right back that is only Tommy Yasu. Who I say only Tommy Yasu, he plays really well in a Leicester or a Brentford or a Palace or something like that. But just for Arsenal, I think it's a step beyond. Mm, yeah, I, I don't I'm not sure I entirely agree with you because I, I think Ben White has been fantastic as a right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so think he's more suited there, maybe? I think not more suited, but I think it's just stronger for the team because I think he's a better choice at right back than Tommy Asu. And mm. it also allows you to fit Saliba in the team with Gabriel. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you yep. want to play all three anyway. So yeah, I'd rather have the three of them than have, you know, one of the center backs has to miss out for Tommy Asu to play right back. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal get a penalty. Uh, rightfully, I think you would have seen the highlight of this keeper. Just see this one. Platters through Nkedia, who is horrible, but we'll get to that. Um, Second half, though, it was just like, it was all City. Arsenal didn't wake up. City all over them. They cruised. The two goals they got were fairly comfortable, and that was pretty much that, and they cruised to the top of the table. So Arsenal went down without a whimper, is what you're getting at. Without a whimper. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. Did you think it was all over at that point? Uh, I was I was not happy. Yeah, <laughs> it, ruined, but- it ruined my Thursday. Which is like a really shitty time to have your day ruined by football. Like I'm used yeah. to it being a Sunday morning. I I, I know what's about to come. Yeah, you would Thursday. being a Leeds fan, you'd experience that quite a bit when you ruined weekends and that's a that's a sly dig for a man trying to defend Arsenal right now. We'll get there. Uh Oof. well can we not? The good thing is the very next Premier League game was also Arsenal. Uh, uh hmm. how does that how does that happen? Uh well very interesting scheduling. It's just the way it works sometimes. Midweek games, they just start a midweek game due and they had to play it. So here they are. Had to be then because they're both City and Arsenal both have European football still to play. Um, 
You could have delayed this game by a day, though, surely. I don't know. Anyway, Arsenal travelled to Villa and found themselves behind twice. Coming back, scoring four goals in the end, it was a ripper of a game. I had my shirt off when Jorginho scored. Um, I don't know if you have any notes on this game. The curse of the boring boring first game has been lifted, Sam. That's it. The shackles have been thrown off because there's a lot of pundits calling this the Premier League game of the season. I personally didn't agree. I was watching it on a drive on a on a, on a dusty outback road, and so like the the internet was dropping in and out. But from what I could see, Arsenal had the jitters early on, and you know potentially a side that are very susceptible to a goal, uh, like yeah. conceded a lot in the last seven, eight, nine games. Yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna cause uh, I think the Gunners to come on Stark, but this kind of looks like a new Arsenal emerging in order to put behind them that horror week where they've just taken no points from nothing, um, and for City to go back top to come from behind away from home like that that's huge. It's it's like and like the buzz in the dressing room now must be absolutely we can win the title. Yeah, it was a – I would say Arsenal did deserve the win as well in this game. They were by far the better team, I think. Just just some super vulnerable moments on the break that really hurt them. Watkins scoring early on the break. Um, Saka's equaliser was a, a, a thumper. And then Coutinho's goal was absolute class. The build-up from the back by Villa very quickly transitioning up the field uh, in only a handful of passes, finishing in the back of the net. Um Zinchenko scored a laser to level it, and then the big Jorginho moment. Um, can we just, you know, these ones where it hits the post, then hits the keeper and goes in. Do we think we should be crediting the attacker with these? No, not at all. You're happy for it to be an own goal. Until we give shots that hit the post as on-target shots, then no. Unfortunately not. The keeper's done nothing wrong. The keeper's done, no, I mean... It's no fault of the keeper, but that, you know, it's the same thing as a ricochet goal that comes off of Harry Kane's shin. He's still going to claim it and be Tottenham Hotspur's all-time top top scorer. So it's, you know, we have to change a few other things before we say that uh, the, the own goal isn't the own goal. But this is a, this is a beautiful own goal. It's a well-executed header, Sam. Mm. Brilliant hit by Jorginho. He's already had an impact. He was very good, actually, in this game. Um, was very good. Someone almost was. Chelsea could be looking for. I thought he was quite a strange signing, but I thought maybe the experience would be worth going with for for a short term deal. Because um, yeah. we're kind of in that window, they've put themselves in that window to win something. Um, but he you know he what? was excellent. He was controlling a lot of it against Villa. Him and Erdegaard. I don't really have anything else to say about Erdegaard. He's just fantastic oh. every week. I was going to say the the double pivot that now presents itself with Jorginho and party could be very key to uh, winning the Premier League. To be yes. able to have two, yeah, really stout defensive midfielders like that. Um, had one question for you on uh, Odegaard. How irate were you when you missed that absolute sitter? Um, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that irate because it was him and I can't be angry at him. Um, it was very too much credit in the bank. He's got a lot of credit in the bank. I was hoping that if anyone missed that chance, I was hoping it was going to be Enkedia because honestly, that guy drove me nuts Saturday night. I 
Take a sledgehammer, man. Go. Okay, I've been really nice about it because he's in a tough spot where he's come in to replace Gabby Jesus. I know he's not Gabby Jesus, but I also just don't think he's good. Right? He's you look at the amount of chances he gets sometimes in games, and some of the ones he misses where he just he goes for power when he should place it. He tries to place it when he should go for power. He's just the instinct just doesn't really seem to be there. His first touch at times is horrendous, and it was on the weekend. Um, he's just a very I I think people talk about him like he's still like 17, 18 years old, but he's like 23 now. You know? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if his ceiling is much higher than this. And I would say he's not a striker that's going to I, I don't see how you win a league with him as your main striker. No, you couldn't. He's always going to play second fiddle in a side uh, yeah. such as this. He's almost got the, the Daniel Sturridge vibes about him. Like outside of Liverpool, where Brendan Rodgers got him as like a second striker, um, he did play that second fiddle role at Chelsea, at City. Yeah, he played, he played the role, but I, that's super harsh on Dan- I think Daniel Sturridge was actually good, though. Like had quality. I mean, if you got Nketiah if you got have a whole lot of quality, I if you think. got Enkedia in a good two striker system, I think he would score bulk goals. I think when you have to rely upon him to score those guilt edge chances, you know the you get one or two a game. You haven't been involved for twenty minutes. You haven't had a touch. You're a little bit cold. That's he. I think he's he loses his men, mental edge, and he that's what's you know forcing the the incorrect decision making where he should pass, uh, not pass but place rather than power and stuff like that. Yeah, potentially. Um, I, I'm just incredibly frustrated with him, and I just wish we had signed someone else to play there, or that Martinelli would get a go there. Um, but, mm. but that's the good thing about Enkedia. You didn't have to sign him, so no, we didn't. But he's that's my point, though. Is he's not good enough. Uh, Brentford mm. drew with Palace. I think we'll skip by that. Fulham beat Brighton, which was um, we probably should have paid more attention to. Um, my eyes were elsewhere, obviously. Yeah, given that the the positions on the table and stuff like that. But um, I had Chelsea and Southampton on. Uh, no, I didn't. Sorry, because Forrest were playing City. We'll get to that. But Chelsea, Southampton was also on. Southampton winning 1-0. We've already gone over that. Oh, my only point I have to add is why, how are people not just smacking someone on the post for a Ward Prowse free kick? Oh, it's now? dumb, isn't it? Just put four of them on. Just play, on, everyone, the on, play everyone on side and just get on the goal line. It's, Make yeah, sure it's insane. Score. It doesn't matter. Make them change their direct free kick approach because at the moment it's almost as good as a goal. Yeah. That one dickhead lying down behind the wall. It does nothing. He, when have you ever seen Ward Prowse go underneath the wall? Uh, the guy under the wall thing. How often have you seen a free kick go under the wall? It, no, it hardly ever happens. Like, it has it, to be but, hit in that perfect zone as they jump around and feet <laughs> to like. Yeah, I just it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but you know this could be cause and effect. Maybe no one goes under the wall because the guy's laying there now. No, I just don't think any. I don't know. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just saying we're going to address I this just, from all angles. This is a scientific it's, pod. It's vibe based, obviously, but I wonder just how many free kicks that people were trying to go under the wall actually went under the wall and went in. I'd say it would be very, very low. Let's, not, okay. not high yeah. enough to warrant having a player lying no. down there. No, exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. exactly. Go okay. stand on is, the post. Is Ayers against Melbourne City to win that, the league? That yes. goes over the wall though, doesn't it? And then just lands, <laughs> it comes down. Lands in front of the keeper. 
Who knows, Sam? Yeah. That's what I mean. You can't even think of an example where someone's gone under the wall. Just don't lie down behind the wall. It's stupid. If the player is good enough to smack it under the wall and it goes in, let him have it. Yeah, let him have it. God. Put four on Put four on the line. They'll clear it out. Yeah, surely. Um, in future, it, anyway, that's what I'd do. I was playing. All right, side note. I've noticed yeah. on FIFA, right? FIFA 23. Good. Every time the opposition get a free kick in shooting range, I run someone to the line mm-hmm. to stand next to the post, additions. all right? And uh, since I've started doing that, I've noticed every single time I have that player there, I clear it with a header. Every and time. If he, and if he wasn't there, the computer is scoring that free kick. Fucking a FIFA hatch right there. And also, yeah. what is real life imitated upon? FIFA. So that's, that's. I mean, I hope, oh, Jesus Christ, Leeds plays Southampton this weekend. I hope we have six on the line if Ward Pre- and if and when Ward Prowse gets a free kick. Just don't give away a foul. Oh, yeah, good. Just don't Can't wait. It. With a team full of Furpos and Coopers. Yeah, we're not going to give away fouls. <laughs> awesome. Well, perhaps you'd like to talk about it now because Leeds no, lost to Everton 1-0. You have to, man. You have to, Sick you've got to do this. Sick of this. It's Why do terrible... I have to be the pool bearer of fucking defeat and death? You had a... You know, you had a big day. Your your horsey went out and won some silverware. Thank you. And then you come home to Southampton getting points and losing to Everton, and all of a sudden that relegation fight is uh, real ugly for you. We are in the bottom three for the first time this season. We have done this thing that I have consistently railed against on this podcast. Do not sack a manager if you do not have one lined up to replace him with because there are no managers out there. It's fucking Feb. There's three yeah. months to go of the season. See it out now. Just see it out, or at least do it earlier. Uh, we're just—it's a shambles of a unless club. you were unless you were going to be able to get Dice. Not even Dice. Just uh, they wanted uh, Iriola. The I believe he's the Rao Sociedad manager at the moment. Mm. Um, but he had a similar contract clause in his agreement to Unai Emery of which the, the player, uh, not the player, the manager has to exercise his right to want to leave. Yeah. And so Emery was like, yeah, look, get me the fuck out of here. He went to Villa. Ariola <laughs> was like, uh, not right now, lads. Not right now. I think I can get associated out to the Champions League and you guys are in a shit position. So I don't want to get involved. Now we're stuck with this guy called Scoobs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just... <laughs> I don't know what is happening. We just we were so bad this game. You couldn't have yeah. seen a worse game of football this week. absolute, and the goal as well. Seamus Coleman's goal. It's an absolute dog of a way to lose a game. Oh isn't it? my god! And he meant it. That's the worst part. Is that he definitely meant to do that? Yeah. And we've it's, been caught out. <laughs> I can't think of the only other goal like that I can think of. Um, it was Al Hassan Torres in the FFA Cup final against Melbourne City. Yeah, where he just he sees his position yeah. is so woeful, he's going to explode um, the space. But this one was even like even, the keeper was even further out for Coleman's, and it's gone like high as well, like roof of the net styles. Um, can you can you rough. believe uh, can you believe Scum and Chelsea are in for him? They see them, they see Melia as like natural progressors to I don't know De Gea and Kepper or whatever. He's not good, is he? No, I think he's like, good. he's okay. He's okay. I don't think he's, he's good. I think he's okay. 
He's like a Leeds United keeper for the rest of his life. Just stay with us. He's that's, not. That's your height. He's not who you'd want to be signing if you were Chelsea or you know a club like that. No, uh, no, no. Not if you're going to play them. Yeah. Well, you're in strife now, and you're only one point behind ahead of Southampton. But um, well, there's 15 games to go. Yeah, there is. We play seven of the bottom nine in those games, so there's there's seven possible wins in there. Good luck to you and good luck to our Leeds listeners. Um, Arsenal held that top spot after Forrest managed to snag a late equaliser at home to City. Just another one of these games where City couldn't, they just, they got their one goal, but they just couldn't break through enough and then were vulnerable on the counter-attack late, which is a bizarre thing to happen for a team like this in this, at this stage of the season, like, or in this in the context of their position on the table and the battle with Arsenal to be one nil up and to just have to be caught out at the back like that. Um, Chris Wood with the goal. Guardiola got booked halfway through the second half and perhaps a bit frustrated, but yeah, what a turn of events after everyone had written off Arsenal during the week and it looked like City were, you know, that's it. It was done because they've got to the top and they've let it go again and Arsenal still had that game in hand. This this is a classic football manager game. 23 shots to four, six on target yeah. at one. It, like 73% of the ball. How Harlan misses that absolute sitter twice. And then the problem with this is you kind of end up discounting the Forest goal for it being their only shot on target. But that's, that's a beautiful goal. There's like yep. 20 passes involved in that goal. And it's testament to a side that can defensively structure themselves and ride their luck. And at the end, at home in front of another vociferous crowd, this Forest home crowd, they're so suited for the Premier League. This is football, English football of old into the new, into the modern era. And it's great to see them out there in full voice. And, you know, they didn't deserve to get a point out of this, but I'm so pleased that they did. Yeah. it's. I think it's more interesting for everyone, isn't it, if the longer Arsenal stay just ahead of City? That's I it. Got to give them some of the chase. Everyone has the feeling that once City are ahead by a game or two, that that's just there's no way it's getting back. But with Arsenal being like a game ahead or whatever, people still think it's like it's right up for grabs. So that's that's more exciting. What what goes wrong here for City? Is it more that Forest do a job on them and they and they play out of their skins, or because you know it's a, it's a full strength City squad, uh, squad and they're playing three at the back, so they are trying to advance you know the possession a little bit further forward and get Haaland involved more. Um, I think it's just that. Cooper was right that Haaland makes City worse. Oh, are you on this side of the agenda now? No, I'm not. I'm taking the piss. Um, oh, come on. Maybe I'm that is the, the point. Maybe that's the point. They're not as clinical. They're not as free-flowing in the final third. That's not you know, point. last season, they would have won this game. Would they? I'm positive they would have beaten the promoted team last season at this point. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, well, they didn't, and Arsenal are still top. Wolves, drew, uh, Wolves lost to Bournemouth. Uh, another result that probably is not good for your lead side. Um, we're not going to go into it because I don't think anyone in the world was watching Wolves and Bournemouth except for Wolves and Bournemouth fans. And even then, it was, you know, with matchsticks holding even their then, eyelids open. They wish they weren't. Uh, <laughs> and the late game, the early Sunday morning game was Newcastle losing at home to Liverpool 2-0. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. It's almost like Newcastle aren't as good as what everyone thinks they are. Oh, a little bit. Or maybe Liverpool are coming back to challenge for the title. Um, one of the most Ooh, bizarre red fun. cards I've ever seen and also hilarious. Probably yeah. Rigged, no, rigged just... or shit. <laughs> we haven't done a rigged or shit for a while, but we have a card. I'm not sure this is the I'm not sure this is the criteria for it. It's definitely it's so shit. Because <laughs> what's he? Shit. He's rigging himself out of a cup final appearance. <laughs> what are you doing that for? <laughs> Unless you've got a futures bet against Man United winning it. And it's it's 17 minutes. In. They're already 2-0 down. Just cop the third. Oh. Why? Man. Why did he throw his arms think, out? It makes no, no sense. You watch the replays and he's not trying to catch it at all. He's trying to head the ball. He's trying to head it, yeah. And he fucks it up so bad that it hits the turf and bounces into his face <laughs> and then just sits there in front of him and his arms are just there. And it's like, he's... when you watch the replay, from there's the low angle one that's close up and just watching him dive in for that header, just <laughs> planting him in the face. It's just so fucking funny. It's so, so satisfying. I don't, I don't know how he's got it so wrong, but... That's it, why... you're a prof- He's literally trying to header a ball at ankle height. That's it. Like, just kick it. <laughs> kick it, bro. It gives, I think it gives all kinds of credence and hope to the Sunday League goalkeeper that no uh, matter how bad you fuck up, yeah, there are professionals doing the same thing as you. No. I've got a great I've got a great memory of one of our Sunday League keepers who called it as he was rushing out to a 50-50 ball. If I don't get this, I'm going to get this guy sent off. Bang. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to get myself sent off. Yeah. Leans him up, misses everything in the ball. Red card, beautiful. Misses his A grade debut. What a brilliant performance. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, some goals that Liverpool fans will be happy about Gakpo and Darwin Nunes finding the score sheet. Some much needed goals for them. So, um, definitely. Maybe, Although maybe... Nunes potentially shoulder injury. See what that happens there. Yeah, see how we go. Uh, Salah chimed in with an assist as well. He's having a bit of a quieter year, but. You know, quiet by his standards, we'll say. Mm. Well, of course, he's going to start getting goals and assists now we dropped him from our FPO. Jesus. All right, perhaps you can give us a hand with these Sunday night games because I didn't see him, but Manchester United beat Leicester 3-0. They did. Um, Sutar FC, you're calling them, I think. Uh, it is Sutar FC. I mean, if you're going to come into a Premier League side and just start automatically and play every game for 90 minutes, by all, yeah. that, that's, that's your team. You've been out yourself. Uh, he was unfortunate, I think, uh, for most of the goals that they conceded. But, you know, the Manx, they started very slowly um, before they before they got a couple of goals. Uh, is it like an interesting feature of their game is like their insistence to press really high, um, yeah. going player for player, but they kind of, their fullbacks don't go with them. And so they leave a really easy out pass and, Lesser exploited that for 25 minutes over and over and over. And they should have been a goal up, at least two goals up, if not for De Gea. Uh, made a couple of really crazy saves before Rashford got on the score sheet. And then, yeah, it was kind of procession uh, mank red from that, from that point on. Yeah. Um, they're scarily close to the top of the table. Just Which, under the radar there. Can you actually believe that? Have you, have you watched a lot of them recently? They're not... They're not anywhere near this level. I can't. I, I, I it's a poor. It's a poor Premier League season. If this Man United side are third, because oh, you're you know, cheapening Arsenal's achievements already. Potentially, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Rough. Uh, there's, there's just, there's something amiss with this side that they, 
they're almost in the Spurs category that they don't deliberately do it, but they start so slowly and allow opposition teams to get a foothold in the game until they rely upon their one goal-scoring threat, which is Marcus Rashford. Yeah, well, I think that's just the key. They've they've managed to they managed to stay in games long enough, whereas Spurs don't manage to stay in games sometimes. <laughs> They're um, usually two or three down. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas United managed to stay in the game, and then they've got. If guys like Bruno Fernandes decide they're going to turn it on, they can be unplayable at times, guys like that. Um, but that's the point at times. They never give... Yeah. I don't think I've seen a full 90-minute performance from Man United this season. No, probably not. But um, like I said, sticking in there. And then if you've got someone like Rashford finding the form he's in, I guess they've been pretty... I'd say as a... I'm not saying Marcus Rashford's lucky, but Man United as a team are lucky that he has found this form because without that, they would be in all sorts. Well, that's it. He equaled the problem child's uh, goal tally of last season, 24 scored. Um, I think we can unequivocally say now that Ronaldo was the problem. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I hope any Ronaldo fans listening agree with that. Deal with it. Suck it it up. That's history now. You need to realise that Ronaldo was bad for you the entire time and it was a terrible idea to get him back. Um, do you have anything else on United? Just as they had a couple they had a couple of favorable yet really well refereed decisions. Did you see the the Sibitza knee high challenge? I did not. Well that that's gonna make it hard for us to dissect this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I feel like I've been carrying us a bit tonight, so your turn. <laughs> Basically, he goes, there's a there's an initial foul and the referee has already blown for the foul. And so there's a clearance from the defender in the second phase of play after the foul is called. Spitzer kind of comes in late, you know, knee high with his studs over the top. Um, but it's not like a reckless, dangerous challenge by any means. He's literally going in to block the ball and kind of tries to pull away out of the challenge and, and clips him through, on the way through. I reckon you see that eight out of 10 times a bit to get sent off, but he stays on the pitch with a yellow card in this instance, um, which look, I fundamentally agree with, but at the same time, the amount of, you know, you've seen it so often, a guy go in with his boots, right? His studs raised, yep. uh, get someone on over the top of the knee. It, it's a red card. So. Okay. I'll, I'll believe you. And look, I almost also wanted to touch on Rashford's second goal. Uh, the VAR lines, which saw the great Lee Mason sacked or potentially pushed from his job <laughs> after refereeing 500 uh, top flight. Am I going to say top flight? Maybe 500 career games. We'll go for the safe option. I'm sure. 15-year career, Sam, ended because one Super League team was upset that he didn't draw the lines properly well, on a goal against Brentford. Of all teams. He forgot how to referee. He had one job to do and he forgot it. Do you think he should be kicked out of refereeing for that? Well, if one mistake, Sam. What if he walked out there and forgot to blow the whistle to start the game? (laughs) Well, they would never start. And everyone just just stood there and then he'd get sacked. He wouldn't get sacked for that. Someone would tap him on the shoulder and say, let's start the game. Lovely. Um, Tottenham v West Ham. Uh, another one that I believe you said Wolves and Bournemouth was a, you know, matchsticks in the eyes to keep them open kind of affair. This one looked pretty similar. This was a game. It was a game that happened. Yep. They're, both, they're, they're just not good. And it 
it kind of I can't believe they're so far apart on the table because they're both really poor teams to watch. Yeah. I mean, the, the stats don't make it look as horrible as it was, but um, grim. But, but what do you mean, like shots on? Yeah, you know. It's speculative, and it was nothing made of any kind of product or or flavor. There's no Joga Benito. It just wasn't fun to watch. <laughs> no Joga Benito. Well, that's what I'm waiting for. This is what the Premier is. Best league in the world, TM. So where's the Joga Benito? Lovely. It's not there anymore. It's all disciplined. Blocks of four, defend, counter-attack, be structured, be civilized. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know, Sam. I don't know. Very good. All right. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick Bundesliga because uh, we talked about it last week and how the title race was on. And then Saturday night, uh, hashtag, hashtag, is that on? Is what on? Hashtag, is it on? Oh, okay. That's the Bundesliga title. I'm glad you interrupted me for that. The hashtag, is it on? Cool. Can I can I continue? Of course you can. I thought Thanks, we were referencing man. the I thought we were referencing the online movement that's going on with the Bundesliga. No, I, was, I was just trying to talk about the game, man, but that's okay. Uh fine went to Borussia Mönchengladbach and copped a really soft red card early on to Upamakano, but no one cares because it's Bayern and everyone's happy to see him lose. Uh Stindl then put Mönchengladbach ahead and Bayern equalized as they do with 10 men, but they were getting ripped open at the back because they were still, you know, they were t- they were chasing the goals. They still needed to win. And you can't play with 10 men for that long against a good side. And Mönchengladbach are a decent side. And they scored three more. But then they conceded one. It was 3-2 in the end. But that gave the opportunity Sunday night slash Monday morning for Union Berlin to go top. Or also Borussia Dortmund. And Union Berlin at home drew nil all to Schalke, who are dreadful. Schalke, are, where are they? Dead bottom. They're going to get relegated believe, again. I can't believe they're still in the top flight. Schalke? Yeah. No, How they, long? We've been talking about them for ages, floating with the danger of relegation. No, they, they've they only just recently been up. They went down. Oh, they've, they've they come back up. They did go down. No, they did. Oh. Yeah, they've come. They did go down and they came back up. Um, but they're going to go back down again. Like It was a massive deal when they went down because they're a huge club. Um, oh, dude. But they, yeah, they... They came back up and now they're they're dead bottom. They have 13 points in 21 games. So um, they've only scored 14 goals in those 21 games as well. So that's that's grim. But they managed to hold Union Berlin to a nil all draw. Um, And at the same time, Borussia Dortmund were at home to Hertha Berlin. I don't know if you saw this. Borussia Dortmund played in their special kit that they do Mm -hmm. every now and again. And it was Mm -hmm. was like an all black, literally all black. It looked unreal. It was slick. but yeah, I this is one of those ones where I avoided scores, which is fine because you know you go to work and who the fuck at work is talking about the Bundesliga? Nobody, <laughs> you know, so, everyone in my office. <laughs> so I just even like the group chats and that. No one's talking about the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, and watch this game because when Dortmund are a sniff of like you know being in a title race or whatever, and there's some big games. Um, they're just so good to watch uh, in those home games because the stadium is just absolutely pumping. And it was for this, Adeyemi, who's been on fire lately, scored the winner against Chelsea, scored the opener in this, and then got an assist while simultaneously doing his hamstring. So that'll be, you know, no sooner have Dortmund put themselves right in the race and they've lost a key player there. Um, Moment of the game for me, though, the the main reason I'm talking about it is because 
Um, one of my all-time favourite players in the 76th minute, Marco Royce, scored a free kick, top bins, and it's been He's a while. Back. It's been a while since we've seen him do that, but he was huge in this game. Um, one of the great um, unknowns of football, I think, Marco Royce and what his ceiling could Unknown. have been. Yeah, okay. Well, do you think was he's too loyal to Dormant or was it the injuries that really No, uh, No, it's the injuries. Like, yeah. you know, he's the sort of guy that I think if he has played, there's a few seasons there where if he stays injury-free and keeps playing at his best, Dortmund probably win a few more titles than they did. Right. You reckon he's that good? He could have yeah. carried them the distance. He is. Okay. He's, he's, Look, I pretty much agree with you, I reckon. It's his, his leadership and stuff is huge as well. What is he now? What like is he past his peak now? Is he now uh, just a little kind bit, of? Yeah. He's he, kind of that legendary status, Gerard. There's talk that this could be old. his his last season at Dortmund. Oh, he his might... last one. Yeah, there was talk of it. I can't remember if there's been an update on his contract. I'd have to look it up. But he is. Dude. Yeah, he's 33 at the moment. So he's he's by no means done. But with the injuries he's had throughout his career, um, you'd think significantly shortened time yeah, span exactly. on him so you can't um, rely upon him unfortunately no but yeah 4-1 win over Hertha puts them uh level at the top on points but just behind on goal difference like not just behind I mean like miles behind <laughs> <laughs> Bayern Munich have scored 61 goals and conceded <laughs> 21 they have a goal difference of 40 not bad and, um, Three to one goal difference. Love that. And Borussia Dortmund have a goal difference of seventeen, so they're the twenty-three goals behind. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you find this interesting, but for a team to win the league, well, in the Premier League, how many losses would you say? You know, to win to win the Premier League, how Recently? many losses can you have? Four most. Three, three, three or yeah. four. You need at draws? least ninety points now. Yeah, at the moment. I know they play less games in Germany, but Bayern Munich have won 12 of their 21 games. Mm. So about you think half, not enough. They've drawn seven. They've only lost two, but they've they've had seven draws. Whereas Dortmund have had more wins. They've had 14 wins, but they've they've only drawn one six losses, and they're equal top at the moment. So interesting. Yeah, well, th- I mean, this is how that's how Arsenal became invincibles was the 12 draws, 14 yeah, draws. Yeah, 12 draws, yeah. Yeah, 12 draws. It was 20 uh, yeah, 26 and 12, I think. Yeah. That's I mean, is it a is it a slight on Dortmund or is it more of a it's more of a like an entertainment factor in that they don't go for the draw, they don't need to draw. They're going to go win or if they're not going to win, they're going to fucking lose. So what does it matter? It's that Dortmund are an absolute roller coaster. Whereas if if Bayern Bayern are one of those, you know, if they're playing badly, they scrap a draw somehow anyway. Mm. Um, whereas Dortmund are like, if they play badly, like they're losing like four 0 at home to Augsburg or some shit. Well, I think <laughs> it's I think it's fine if you've got guys well, like going away and winning five 0 So yeah, that's it. You got guys like Adeyemi and Brandt and you know uh, Mkoko and stuff like that on the score sheet all the time. Yeah, that's a fun team to watch. Yeah, it is fun. League's tightening up. Um, I just wanted to finish with our Champions League predictions for this week, if we can. Hit up. Uh, we did well maybe. last week. Yeah, we should, did. Should, should punters follow us in? Uh, Frankfurt at home to Napoli. Let's go Napoli, Napoli. definitely. Napoli. Definitely. Napoli. 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 you got to show them the respect if they're going to be our Champions League heroes. Um, Napoli. We, we want them to go all the way, do we? Oh, yeah. Oh, for me personally, yes. Yeah. I like Dortmund I think it would be awesome to win it, but Napoli would be well, a good cool story too. 
You know what? All three of them would be better than any of the favourites. Mi- so, well, yeah. Milan sucks, so they're not going to. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But Dorman potentially. And Dorman. Dorman no, Dorman will concede seven if they make it to a semi final. So ah, um, let's go Napoli. Factor. Napoli away to Frankfurt. I'm tipping a. I'm, oh, tipping, a, I'm tipping a 3 0 Napoli away. Yeah, I was going to say minus two Napoli, definitely. Yeah, I think they do it. Um, Liverpool, Real Madrid. Perhaps tougher given the form uh, that both sides are in at the moment. I like score draw in this. I don't want to predict what, but I think score draw. I'll go with you there. I reckon a score draw. I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, 2-2 two, two yeah, was where I was leaning. Goals. Let's do that. Uh, a Vinny goal. Gakpo will probably score. Yeah, it'll be a good game. That'll be the one I'd, I'd prefer to watch, I think, over the two. Beautiful. This is one of the toughest ones, I think, in this round. Um, last year, I wouldn't have thought that, but Inter v Porto. Yeah, interesting fixture. And you again, are we, gonna, are we going to discount the Portuguese? No. I'm going to say I just don't know what Inter shows up, mm. you know? It's a Jekyll and Hyde kind of season for them, isn't it? They're not reliable. Um, the yeah. only, well, Milan are the only re- reliable team in it. Uh, Napoli are the only reliable team in Italy at the moment. Um, Inter, mm-hmm. I could see them losing this. I think they – I'm going to go a draw in this one. I'm going to go a one-all draw. I like Porto 1-0. And it screams, Ooh, of, Inter, it screams of Inter winning in the second leg. In Portugal. Yeah. Wow. No, it's uh, Porto's at home, aren't they? No, into a home. Oh, I might. You can check it if you want, but I'm telling yep. you, into at home. Yep, that's my bad. And that's I why would I'm have, going with the draw. I would have nil-nil also then. I'm going one-all, so not also, right. but just. Yeah. A draw, definitely yeah. a draw. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Leipzig at home to Man City, last one. Interesting. Mm, do I like the soft drink or Who do I like shit, hey, the oil giants? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I think City will Let's win. Boycott it. Let's boycott it. Let's boycott it. Boycott. I hope, boycott. I hope Le- Leipzig win, but I just don't care. Whatever. Yeah, but Leipzig winning maybe even be a bigger slight on world football. So it's hard. It's hard to enthuse. <laughs> it's hard. Hard to get around any of it. All right. Uh, well, hopefully people haven't listened to this and thought, Jesus, sucks without Cooper. Because, um, you know, if that's he the case. He might be gone forever. If that's I mean, the this... case, don't go back and listen to the other 95 episodes we did without him. Um, you might not like him. But I just, he's sure that the fringe could take off, Sam. That's the problem. Yeah. Good luck with your late night adultery SBS fringe show, Cooper, whatever it is mm. that's going on there. All right. Mm. Um, I give it, I give it 10 toes. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, thanks for listening. Check out Red Edition this week. A uh, big, big, random, weird game at Highmarsh on the weekend, a full draw. We're going to go through that in a sec. Um, keep well, folks. Enjoy. Yep. Have a great week, everyone.